Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this Monday, October 9th, 2023. I got all your entertainment, content, Bachelor news, and other updates in pop culture all in one place. Let's rock it out and start this week off on a good foot. It's Bachelor Rush Hour. So much to get into. Are you working today or do you have the day off? Not really sure. I'm working, as always, back from uh, my trip to the uh, other side of the world. Very jet light, folks. No complaints over here. Just letting you know. Powering through with some coffee today. All right. We have so much to dive into. I've got Bachelor news and other news in the entertainment and world in general. We're going to get to all of that. Coming to you right now. Let's jump into it with Katie Thurston. She had an interview with Sarah Heron. Inside Katie Thurston's return to reality TV uh, to reality TV on FBoy Island. This time around is very different. So one week from today, I believe, is the premiere of Katie Thurston's FBoy Island season three. So why don't we listen to what she had to say regarding her upcoming season? Will people be watching? That's the big question. Uh, I sure will be. Have a listen ever like worried about your own judgment or like questioned yourself because in the past you know you thought you found the one or you thought you made the right decision and maybe looking back you were like oh I was clouded there <laughs> yeah I, I mean this time around is very different because I've had my experience which also means not only can people be on the show for their own experience but then maybe they could be going after me for you know, dare I say it, the wrong reasons, Yeah. you know, because, oh, I have a platform now. So it's like more securities, I think, were present in my, in my, dare I say, third time now on a reality dating show um, because I have gone through it, you know, and I don't know who's trying to use me to get to the end and, and experience that, you know, five minutes of fame or whatever. Was it empowering to kind of step in front of the camera again, though? Because obviously you did it. You kind of took a little time away from the camera. You were doing comedy. You've, you're still working. You're still out there. But now you're back and it's in an environment that you, you know, you clearly felt comfortable in or got comfortable in. Was it like when you were filming it, were you like, oh, I'm so glad I did this. Like, this was the move. I definitely did not have any regrets going into it. And even at the end, I was on such a high, which was such a different feeling compared to my you know, other experiences. What I loved is this time around, I knew what I needed to feel good in this environment and to make it a successful experience, you know, for my journey. Um, and, and the executive producers allowed that. There was just very open uh, conversations about how we can work together and make this a good thing for everybody that's involved. And I really feel like that happened. All right. That's Katie Thurston speaking about her upcoming show, F-Boy Island. Yeah. Whenever with with any job that you have, if your bosses give you the belief that you've got a little bit of power and control, it can go a long way. It's called having a little equity in the decisions you make. Of course, we don't get that on Bachelor. You don't even get to decide who you give your first impression rose to. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm giving you guys control with our sponsor today, HelloFresh. They are sponsoring Bachelor Rush Hour. They are back this fall. HelloFresh is here to take the work out of eating well. Reach your goals with delicious calorie smart and protein smart lunch and dinner options, plus new vegan recipes too. Look, we all know HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime, but did you know it can actually save you money? HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. That means less stress in your day and more money back in your pocket. Recipes and ingredients um, that, uh, that I would never have considered show up at my door. You know, look, I, I kind of get into the basics. I, I like kielbasa. I'll make a beef 
beef uh, chili. You know, I kind of uh, I don't have a real extensive, uh, you know, ingredient list in my recipe book. Uh, but HelloFresh gives you just that. What am I eating this week uh, with HelloFresh? Oh, yeah, the onion crunch chicken. It comes with sweet mashed potatoes, roasted green beans, and honey Dijon dressing. You know how it is. You don't want to buy a whole thing of honey Dijon. But, you know, am I going to, you know, if you buy something for one meal, it's not cost effective. Well, they give you the portion size you need. So it's a great opportunity. And now they're giving us a great deal. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 rush hour and use code 50 rush hour for 50% off plus a uh, 50% off meals plus free shipping. Again, HelloFresh.com slash 50 rush hour and use code 50 rush hour for 50% off meals plus free shipping. America's number one meal kit. So I actually wanted to give you guys a couple nice reviews that we got on the podcast channel, and we'll get to those in a second, but I do take to heart when we get negative reviews. So I got this three out of five star review, which is a D minus. It said, fix the ad breaks. I enjoy the podcast for the most part, but the ads are out of control. There will be 40 second ads that play in the middle of sentences three to four times per episode in addition to all the other ad breaks. Fix it. Could uh, That was by Megan639. Megan, I truly, really want to fix this issue. Could you DM me on Instagram? Instagram at dneals and and please give me a more insight into what the issue is. I I am an independent podcast. I do it all myself. I'm trying my very best to uh, to make specific ad breaks and then insert the ads. But it seems like there's a tech tech issue, and I would hate for our podcast to get bad reviews because of a tech issue. Now, so please send me a message. Now, the next review I'm going to share for you uh, is a one star review. I only get one star reviews from people that want to bring religion and politics into things. And they said, God loves you. Dave is judgmental towards conservatives. It's ironic how liberals preach tolerance, but yet they are vocal about those they don't agree with. God loves everyone. Give him your worries and let go. And that was from Juju222344. First of all, conservatives don't get the control over God. God loves liberals and conservatives. And are we talking conservative in the sense that you want a more conservative tax policy? Or are we talking about you wanting a church brought back to schools? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about or what you're referencing, but it's another case of a one-star review on our podcast because people don't necessarily, I guess, agree with whatever my opinions are. I never ask people to agree, but just because I tolerate other people's thoughts and opinions doesn't mean I don't share my own. So I don't understand uh, if you're telling me I'm not tolerant of others. No, I just call out things as I see them. That's why people watch my channel. But again, that's also why we sometimes get one-star reviews. I could decide not to ruffle any feathers and be a people pleaser for all, but then I wouldn't be my authentic self, and I don't think you would like that. So some nice reviews, two legendary podcasts together, Dean Eels and Chad Colt Culchin. It doesn't get better than this. Love to hear your personal stories. Thank you so much for all of the nice reviews we got from the Game of Roses podcast. Someone said, Dave is a superb interviewer. It almost feels trivial to talk about some of these entertainment news subjects without addressing the war that is breaking out right now in Israel. A Hamas sneak attack, concert goers hid in bushes, recorded messages to loved ones. Uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people have reported dead and injured due to uh, missile strikes that are happening in the Middle East. I've got a full breakdown of that on the YouTube channel, but I do recommend finding news sources that are fair. And I think Breaking Points is doing a great job on YouTube. They're also on podcast apps. So I don't 
pretend to be an expert on the subject matter. It's probably one of the things I know the least about. But what we do know is that it is complete terror when you go after civilians, elderly, women, children, kidnapping, and rape, and some of these just real devastating things that are going on uh, in this war that is breaking out. It is a full-blown war. Our thoughts, prayers are with anyone in our community that is affected by this. I don't know what else to say about that right now, other than, um, you know, some of the humanitarian issues that exist, uh, countries do not and will not take this lightly. Uh, you know, uh, it's one thing to have war with another, uh, government and, and, and do it in a way that is agreed upon, but the humanitarian issues of, of attacking civilians that are just living their life, that is unacceptable. That is completely unacceptable. And in other news of recovery, we've got the, after the Maui fires, the rock is issuing a statement regarding a lot of the criticism he received for the foundation he set up to raise money. No good deed goes unpunished folks. Here's what the rock had to say. Everybody, I got some pretty good updates for you regarding our People's Fund of Maui. Got some great news, uh, some awesome news, actually, that I'm very grateful to share with you guys. And the news is this. The thousands and thousands of survivors, the families, they have now, over the past couple of weeks, started to receive their first round of funds. They're receiving their money. And I got to tell you, it's been the most... The, the most gratifying and moving thing is receiving all the messages, uh, all the videos um, and the messages from the survivors, from the families, of course, who, who's, whose lives have been devastated uh, by the horrific fires that hit our island of Maui. Thank you guys so much for the incredible messages. I, I realize right away of what this actually means and what it what it means to all of you as, as all of you have expressed to me is that this is a step and for many of you it's the first step in getting back up on your feet and 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 taking those first couple of steps of life and, and getting your life back and taking control back of your life um, and what that means so thank you so much for your incredible messages I'm so grateful uh, that you guys have started to receive your first round of funds. I also want to take a moment to acknowledge um, all the messages that I did receive because I pay attention to everything and I take receipts. I keep receipts. Is when we first launched the fund, uh, there was some backlash that came with launching the fund. And I want to address and acknowledge that backlash right now. And here's what I have to say about that. I get it and I completely understand. And I could have been better. And next time I will be better. And I understand, you know, money ain't falling out of the sky and it's not growing on trees. And there's a lot of people out there who's living paycheck to paycheck. And I get it and I know what that's like. I've lived paycheck to paycheck. Seven bucks, I know. I know what that's like. And when you are living paycheck to paycheck, I don't want to speak for everybody, I'll speak for myself, but I feel it's connected. When you're living paycheck to paycheck, I was easily pissed off and I was frustrated. And the last thing you want to hear when you are living paycheck to paycheck is someone asking you for money, especially when the person asking you for money already has a lot of money. So I get it. I understand. I'd never launched a fund before, uh, but I'm a quick study and lesson learned. So thank you. And I also feel that's one of the greatest things about my social media platforms and the transparency that we have and the relationship that we have, that we keep it real. If I do something and you guys love it, you let me know. Rock, we love it, let's roll. If I do something and you hate it, <laughs> you let me know. Rock, we hate it, don't ever do that shit again. 
again, lesson learned. I'm a quick study. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and I will say that the most important thing about this message is the fact that the families have been getting their money and that they are getting back up on their feet. And why it's so moving to me and so important to me is that when we're down and we rise back up and we do it together, we become one. And when we, be, and when we become one, we become stronger. And in that, that is a reflection of who we are as Polynesian people. It's like deep in here, that's our mana and our spirit and our strength that we get from our ancestors. So I'm so proud of our community and our culture. I love you guys. Thank you. I can't wait to come back home to the islands of Hawaii. I can't wait to get back to Maui and see everybody and give you hugs. And I can't wait to get to my one of my favorite gyms in the world, the Maui Powerhouse. You guys stay strong. I got some gifts coming for you. Um, okay, Maui, stay strong. I love you. Aloha. All right, there's The Rock's update. You got to love this guy. You got to love The Rock for calling out and acknowledging why people were so upset, which, by the way, I don't think he needed to do. Of course, he creates a GoFundMe or whatever, a fund. He, he throws a million dollars into it. Oprah throws a million dollars into it. And then people immediately go, we're poor. We can't afford. And it's like no one's forcing people to raise funds. He's using his platform, which is worth a lot more than probably his own net worth, to share what they're trying to do and rally others. I mean, gosh, if, if The Rock wanted to run for president, he would win in a heartbeat because he's an authentic guy who came from nothing, worked his ass to get to where he is, and he's still one of us. Gotta love him. Let's go to a commercial break. We'll be back with more content right after this. And I'm so in my head because did you guys even get a commercial break there? I don't even know anymore. I'm trying my best, folks. But uh, please, give me a give me a good review and share with your friends if you appreciate some hustle over here because I don't know. I've, I'm, maybe I'm in my head from these reviews, but I'm trying to get it all done here. I'm trying to make you feel guilty, but uh, you know we're trying to grow our business and a negative review does not help the business grow. Here's who's getting negative reviews. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey injured and dubbed a Taylor's Taylor Swift curse after she misses the game. Some football fans are convinced Travis Kelsey went down with an injury Sunday all because Taylor Swift wasn't in the crowd. In case you missed it, t- uh, Travis Kelsey lost his footing on Sunday while the Kansas City Chiefs were up against the Minnesota Vikings, injuring his ankle after catching a short pass from quarterback Patrick Mahomes. While Travis later returned and even secured a touchdown, fans couldn't help but point out Taylor's absence as the reason why he got hurt mid-game. Someone called it the Taylor Swift curse. The new ta- the Taylor Swift is the new Madden curse. Of course, John Madden, the video game, there's a curse thought when you get featured on the cover of the video game, you then, uh, you know... Um, uh, have some season-ending horrific injury or something like that. I don't know, folks. Uh, believe what you want. Well, he, uh, here's another villain in the news. Tom Sandoval, dancing with mysterious women at a Nashville bar. Here's Tom Sandoval, and then there's a video of it. Uh, TMZ obtained video of the Vanderpump Rule star hitting the dance floor with a mysterious brunette, and it looks like there were sparks. Why is this news, folks? I don't know. I got to tell you, I do my homework, and I listen to the new Tom Sandoval podcast to to just kind of hear what he's saying about you know where he where he stands as a as a villain as one of the greatest villain of all time. And while I don't think he's particularly good at podcasting, you know, it's only his first and second episode. It is pretty interesting. I mean, what I'm about to say does not 
uh, does not forgive him for cheating. But the fact that we humans are judging this man for what happened in his private life is so fascinating, isn't it? But then again, you know, he made his uh, living kind of being the face of a reality TV show where he kind of, I guess, was deceitful to audiences. So that's, I, you know, I just, I just look back on this and I go, you know, I, you know me, I always say the pendulum swings past its target. There's always collateral damage. But here's Tom Sandoval. We're watching him on Special Forces where he says he just wants to kind of re- regain some honor for the Sandoval name, which must suck if you're a sibling or a father or a cousin of his and your last name is Sandoval. It's literally <laughs> just, you know, I don't want to compare it to the H word, uh, you know, but there's like, there's literally names that were so atrocious that people no longer name themselves that. And Sandoval in the entertainment news world is just that, where we, where you can't help but think of, you know, scum Duvall or well, all these different words that they have for him. So I thought it'd be interesting to listen to his podcast. I'm not going to play any clips for it here, but um, you do get to hear his guest, uh, Jerry O'Connell talk about how radioactive it was to go on his show because people don't want any association with Tom Sandoval. But, you know, as a guy who ne- was never charged with a crime, he just cheated on his longtime girlfriend. He's entitled to do his own podcast. He's entitled to have a livelihood and audiences can rally against him if they want, but he is human. So I personally like to see triumph especially triumph that comes from self-imposed disaster. I love to see the Johnny Menzels and the people that really kind of had to overcome their own, their own flaws as humans. And for if one second we think we don't have flaws ourselves, man, those are the real dangerous people that are out there, right? The people that think their shit don't stink. Uh, Tom Sandoval knows his shit stinks. Now he's got a podcast all about it. Let me know what you guys think about that. And in Bachelor in Paradise news, Astrid Locke welcomes second baby boy, son Nash, with husband Kevin Went. The couple is already parents to 20-month-old son August. So they have a son named August and a son named Nash. Uh, The Bachelor in Paradise stars have welcomed their second baby together. Uh, This is what they said. Happy Thanksgiving from our now family of four. And again, the, the Canadian Thanksgiving, I suppose. Everyone meet our son Nash Lachlan Went. Uh, born October 7th, 2023. Astrid and baby boy are doing great and ready to come home today. Our new favorite moment in life was watching August meet Nash, smiling the whole time and kissing his new baby brother. The 22-month-old could be seen excitedly leaning over and taking a look at his baby brother in photos and video. I wonder, you know, that's it's so adorable when you see kids who don't quite know exactly what's going on to be like, new baby came out of mommy, you know? Uh, but uh, congratulations to them and their growing families. So good to see. All right. What do we want to get to next? How about this? A Mean Girls reunion. Where are my millennials at? Where are my people born in the 80s? Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Siegfried, 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 and Lacey Chabert spotted filming Secret Pod Project. So fetch. The plastics have reunited. No, it's not October 3rd, but that didn't stop the plastics from getting together. Almost two decades after the cult classic teen comedy was released, several of the original Mean Girls cast members had a mini reunion for a special secret commercial project in L.A. Friday. Lindsay Lindsay Lohan, Amanda, and Lacey were spotted with camera crews on a football field in L.A. In the 2004 film, Lohan, 37, portrayed Katie Heron. Kate Caddy, a student who had just moved from Africa and was now an outcast to her high school. It was there she was introduced to the seriousness of the social hierarchy as she met teen queen bees Karen... 
in Gretchen and their leader, Regina George, Rachel McAdams, the trio fiercely known as the Plastics. McAdams, 44 years young, was not present for the shoot. Very interesting stuff. What's the shoot? The fictional toaster strudel heiress was seen driving a silver convertible, much like the one from the famous Get In Loser We're Going Shopping scene from the film. So what is the private, I mean, is it a commercial? I guess we don't know what uh, the details are. Uh, the movie is celebrating a huge milestone next year, though. 20 years after the original film hit theaters, the Mean Girls musical movie is debuting. Tina Fey, who wrote both both the original film and Broadway musical announced the upcoming project in January of 2020. The SNL alum also starred in the 2004 comedy as Miss Norbury, a lovable teacher who at one point is accused of being a drug pusher. All right, so there's a little blast from the past. And in the box office news, we've actually got some very interesting uh, uh, box office stuff happening right before the Taylor Swift storm arrives. That's right. Um, the box office is not dead. If your name's Taylor Swift, tickets are already pretty much sold out for her upcoming rock concert movie. I'll share this story after a quick word from our sponsors. All right, you guys, anyone been to the movies recently? You know, I, I think we went to see Barbie, but that was it. I mean, it really takes a blockbuster reason to go out to the movies these days. The home is too comfortable. I hate to say it. I just, you got a nice 50, 60 inch TV at home with all the unlimited streaming. Who goes to the, you only go to the movies for a, like a, like an action movie or a horror movie. And Exorcist is in the box office. The Believer delivers 27 million opening before Taylor Swift's storm arrives. The R rated horror pick that's based on the groundbreaking 1973 film starring Linda Blair and Ellen Burstyn, uh, Burstyn came in behind came in behind expectations. The Exorcist had no trouble delivering a first place finish at the weekend box office with an estimated 27 million. While a respectable opening in this climate, the R-rated film came in below expectations domestically as it tries to revive the franchise after Universal reportedly paid a hefty 400 million dollars for the rights. Overseas, the pick started off with 17 million from its 40 market for a global start of 45 million. Yeah, horror films usually do well in the box office, but, you know, not if you're expecting... I mean, that should be a success at the, uh, for those numbers. Well, Believer recently had to move up its release by one week after Taylor Swift announced that her new concert film, The Eras Tour, will open across the globe on October 13th, since both films will appeal to younger moviegoers. Yeah, you know you know, Taylor Swift is a big star when she releases her movie and it makes you have to release your movie on a completely different weekend. Um... The let's see, let's October 13th. Since both films will appeal to younger moviegoers, it's never ideal to make an 11th hour release date change as some marketing materials, including billboards and other outdoor promotions, have the original date. Swift's movie is expected to be the event of the season and is tracking for a mega domestic opening in the hundred million dollar to 125 million dollar range. Taylor Swift shits gold, folks. Blumhouse, Morgan Creek, and Universal teamed on Exorcist, which cost a relatively modest. 30 million to produce with two more installments already planned. Um, but yeah, the big deal right now is going to be Taylor Swift's movie. Of course, she's, she's literally changed the economics of major cities and the world. The GDP in certain countries has changed drastically because Taylor Swift is in town. Absolute wild stuff over there. And, you know, she shoots a movie. Normally in the past, I've watched it on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, you know, I'm probably not going to go out. I'm not I wouldn't consider myself a Swifty, although I think I'm a closet Swifty in the sense that I love her music. I love that she writes it all herself. 
I love that she's relatively self-made. Now, don't get me wrong. She come from a privileged upbringing where she had all the tools in the world, plus a pretty young face, and she absolutely smashed it. But she's likable. She's talented. She gives back to literally everyone who works with her. And I don't think there's a mean thing you can say about her. She fights for her convictions, and she's uh, uh, an ally to so many different uh, uh, minority communities. I mean, good for her, you know, for using her platform in that way. Uh, but the fact that that they've already sold out this many tickets. I mean, it just goes to show how how big of a cultural phenomenon she is. I mean, she's she's probably bigger than Michael. J- I mean, gosh, can I actually say this? I, I don't have the economics to back this up, but my guess is she is bigger than Michael Jackson and the Beatles combined. That's just my guess. As far as like, she, you know, it was it was a big deal. Um, and, you know, everything sort of um, uh, adjusted for inflation, but it was a big deal for a tour to break a billion dollars. And I think she, her tour broke five billion. You know, she's it's just absolutely mega out there what she's doing. All right. Well, with regards to Bachelor Nation, now that we are pushing back Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise to Thursdays, we don't have any reviews or previews or anything uh, for the upcoming week three, but we will get back to doing pre-show and after-show live streams. We'll test it out this week and see how it goes. Uh, I know it's going to be three hours of content. It's a lot. Uh, my wife and I finally caught up on Golden Bachelor after having been away. We were both teary-eyed. What a fantastic show. So excited to cover that deeper. And Bachelor in Paradise is the, you know, sort of chaotic cousin that you expect drunk at the barbecue. That's what Bachelor in Paradise is. And they're a liability, but we, you know, stay to watch them because better them than us. Right, folks? All right. Well, I appreciate all of the love. And I don't mean to share the negative from earlier, other than I am certainly curious if I can help change some of these negative reviews around. So send me a DM if there's any way you can help me get this ad situation right. And for the people that leave one-star reviews because you have different opinions as I do, I just challenge you to send me a message and actually uh, tell me what it is that I can do to change that review from a one-star to a five-star. That's my goal here, folks, is to continue to grow this podcast. I want to double it in size and keep going. If there's a show you think I can go on that's going to help promote our community to others, let me know and let them know. I'd love to go on um, so many different pop culture, entertainment news uh, podcasts or interview podcasts. If you have any connections, hit them up, tell them I'm looking to promote things and get me on there. I really appreciate it. No one's going to work harder than we are to grow this community. It's going to help with our production capabilities and, you know, again, keep growing things uh, in that direction. So, Thanks again. Uh, It's a good start to the week here. And for more content, I've got two other videos up on YouTube. You can go check those out. But as always, we'll be back tomorrow. I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. (laughs) 